hosts, Maggie Boyer and Savannah Cruz. This is the podcast where we get really, really baked and we talk about books. We will swear, we will spoil, we'll talk about sex, we will talk about spring, we'll smoke. Am I missing anything? I don't know. I mean, we're talking about winter, which inevitably leads to spring. That's true. Will of the year and all that jazz. Picking another S word that kind of leads to our book. And guess what, guys? You guys are paid subscribers. That's wild. We love you so much. We're we about to get really candid in here. Oh, I'm about to get really candid. But first, but first, what pop up? What book did we read? We read Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times by Catherine May. Is that how you really feel? I really love this book. Mags is clutching Wintering in their hands. It's against my chest in yeah. a motion of love. I have already recommended this book fervently to four people. That's good. Like, I love this book. Savannah, so, Savannah liked it, but she's about to, she's not actually going to diss it because it's No, it is I actually book. do like but it. But a 3.5 to me is a diss. I know I just gave away your favorite. Yeah, but that's okay. I, you know, I'm teetering on the edge of a four. I like a lot of it. I like a lot of it. Conceptually, it's good. I, I hear your complaints, so we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll I, get I, into I it. I feel like I, I understand where your complaints are. I think it just emotionally and spiritually touched me. I think this book is great. Savannah chose it because she wanted to dig deeper into the concept of winter and, like, the purposes it plays in her life and my life and our lives. And I really like it. I, I really like it. I like when you pick the books. I mean, like... <laughs> I like when you pick the books because they're not things I would have probably like picked up on my own, but I might have picked this one up. I might have. I like things with the word rest in it, but it's a good book. Yeah, rest <laughs> is revolution, baby. It is. Yes. Well, I I love I'm I'm a witchy kind of person, so I ruminate a lot on like nature and the cycles of the seasons and things like that. And winter has always been my most difficult time. And I know that that's truth for a lot of people it's like a season that reminds us of death reminds us of loss all of these things we're forced to be inside there's a lot of darkness and colds like it's just something that i'm trying to mentally prepare myself for going into it because we are recording you guys are hearing it <laughs> we are recording this on december 2nd of 2021 we'll you date will, it <laughs> you will hear it um towards the end of winter coming into spring probably um, I might just drop it early, though, just so winter ass episode, so we'll see. Oh, yeah? Maybe I drop it, and then a few weeks later we drop it to Oh, to the public. Yeah. Oh, and then we can get excited. Yeah, yeah. That always gives me, like, a funny feeling with people whenever I think It does, it does. What are we gonna pair, what are we doing as a I just picked a bong, because sadly I can't do a snow bong right now, because it's not snowing, and I love snow bongs, and I felt like <gasps> Maybe snow Maybe it bongs. will be when this comes out. Ooh, we could do like a winter <gasps> live stream. That would be so cool. snow bong for the Patreon, I love that idea. But yeah, I love snow bongs, I think they're soups romantic, not like romantic but like just like when you romanticize life I, a romanticized bomber for me is a soup i beautiful. really think and so i don't know i felt like it was very wintering and i'm gonna use this propane tank that's the word so that we can smoke this 
so wintering, I mean, you said you liked middle end more than you liked beginning. I loved the beginning. I thought, I don't know. I just, I think that so much of like wintering and prophets. Love the really you just like, oh, I'm just gonna get this. I love them. I love you. I love you. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, my anchor through winter. <laughs> I got you. Winter. I don't know. I think maybe I connected with this book so much because she talks a lot in the beginning about like, there are some people who seem to like, winter is both a season of like our earth in this book and a season of life. And they don't always coincide at the same time. They can, but they don't always. True. And so she kind of talks about that. And I don't know. I think she like hit on like some people winter more often than others do. And she is one of those people that just goes through a lot of winters. And I don't know. I recommended this book to my stepmom because I feel like <laughs> when we read Verity and she like references chronics. Oh um, yeah. I felt like my family is a family of chronics. And that kind of tracks. Yeah. And I feel like my family is a family of people who winter. Mm, yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like this would like really hit for I feel like this is an Erica type book for sure. Right. And I don't know. I just, I felt very connected to the idea of wintering, and she goes in with a few themes I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, sudden illness, her husband gets appendicitis, and then she gets some GI illness things, and her son seems to be neurodivergent, like she is, and struggles with schooling and things like that, and so, I don't know, I feel like a lot of those winters, death, illness, confronting death, whether it happens or not, and grief, um, being more homebound due to your own illness or family ties, all of those things are things I think I have been through a lot, and I think a lot of people have been through at least one of those, and she kind of opens the book with those things. So, I don't know, I felt like they captivated me really hard, yeah. which, not that you've never gone through any of those things or witnessed any of them, but I do think that, like, I might have a little more firsthand experience with some of those things than for sure and i think maybe that's why i really like got into that first part when she's talking about like being home in that second chapter and being home and taking her walks and being like oh god i'm home from work and like what if people see me taking a walk what like they're gonna judge me and for her the walks were like an important part not to just like completely lose her mind and by the end of them she would be very ill and I don't know, like the way she talked about those concepts and the concepts of like feeling like you're just too soft for life and like you should be able to push through like everybody else. I don't know. I felt like a lot of those concepts are things that I'm grappling with. So maybe that's why it hit me so hard. But I loved the beginning. And I loved just the things that it brought up and like how it ties in. It's probably just a little bit of a different perspective because, like, the winters that I experienced were more, like, depressional winters. Like, very much, like, um, like one of our favorite books in high school, Winter Girls. I saw you that and I was like, oh my god. Stuff with eating disorders and depression. I really related to that. Mental version. health struggles, I exactly. think, are more where your winters have Exactly. So, and I just tie, I get seasonally, I have seasonal, like, affective disorder so it's like let me just try to be a little bit more sensitive to myself but you know it's not always i mean it's just different so yeah you know yeah and i thought 
I don't know. I thought that, like, I would be curious to see what she relates to, like, summer. What she considers summer to be. Because I think winter in this book, it's both those really hard, like, it represents death and loss and illness and change. But I don't think it just represents that. I think it represents for a lot of people also, like, some positive things. I think it represents giving yourself time to rest. I think it represents taking stock of your life and being around at the table to relax and maybe coming seasons because things are more scarce in winter, but it doesn't mean that you don't have abundance. It means you have to prepare for abundance. Truth. And I'm glad that we read this to prepare for the season ahead yeah. so that I can get my mind right. Yeah. Because this, I mean, winter is just a liminal space. Like, think yes. of that time, like, right now, between, like, Thanksgiving and, like, springtime. It's just a blur for me. It's, like, this very in-between, very spiritually charged, but also very sleepy, mm-hmm. very restful. Yeah. It reminds me, like, they bring it up about the second sleep. Like, the two sleeps. I loved that. And I told, I kept telling Grant random facts and stories, and he had no idea how they connected. And I'm like, no, she connects them. He's like, what kind of book are you reading? Yeah, a lot oh. of different concepts. It was very interesting the way that they were woven. Yeah, but the two sleeps thing I thought was really cool. Because, like, I definitely do that kind of thing. When I have, like, an early morning appointment, I go to bed early. I get up really early. I get ready for all my things. And then I take a nap. And maybe that's, like, the leftover barista in me, but, like, I have loved those, like, early morning quiet hours. She talks about, like, 3 a.m. writing time and reading time, and it's, like, I ended up making a meme that was, like, when you're writing poems at 3.45 in the morning. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Like, it, I've had that happen where I go to bed pretty early, like, and then I'll wake up and I'll get an hour of reading done in the middle of the night and I just feel so restful. I feel great in the morning. I wake up even earlier than I normally do because I tend to oversleep. Um, I think that's a big part of winter, too, because I tend to sleep as it is dark because I don't yeah. like to be out. Yeah, and she talks about that. She's yeah. like, once the sun goes down, I don't want to leave my house in the winter. And I think it was really cool to remind ourselves that we're animals you know, like, she talks a lot about the ways we view different animals and then kind of the beliefs about those animals and things like that, like, wolves. So when she talked about wolves, I was like, oh my god, I'm a wolf. And I ended up writing a poem. I wrote a poem. I wrote that poem on my stories that I could you tell that was wintering inspired. Um, Absolutely. I, yeah, I wrote a poem that was definitely inspired by wintering. I've actually written another one, but I didn't like those are like rough drafts i share but they're like still edited rough drafts right they're like first and this was like a process this piece. was like i'm still cool this one's gonna be frankenstein very soon i understand <laughs> but <sighs> my favorite thing like theme this book was definitely germination and areas of rest and letting things rest so that they can spring forward whenever the next season comes around well and i don't know if she talked about this concept earlier i think she did but just like some seeds need cold stratification yeah yeah and she talked about like honeybees also like how they keep themselves warm in winter and she talked about wolves and ants and you know the grasshopper and the ant story 
pieces and things like that. And I just loved the way she very, it didn't feel heavy handed in reminding us that we are animals. Yeah, for sure. And like, we also need more sleep in the winter. We also, you know, go through cycles of our lives and like tend to, and I felt like you were like, oh, I think that I'm a little more witchy when it comes to non-scientific books like that. And I think this was like so nice and subtly witchy. I'm reading The Tree by Bridget Diaz right now. That's in your face, witch. Yeah, thanks to Savannah. And it's really in your face, witch, but it talks about, you know, being in tune with the cycles and the six-week cycles. And this book mentioned it like once or twice, the pagan holidays and the druid holidays. And I love paganism for the fact that it does have those cycles and really are looking ahead to the next thing while still being very rooted in the present. You're saying, I have six weeks to handle this goal or this task or this season or whatever. I don't know. Right. I like it. I yeah. like it. What, like, so whenever I was thinking about germination, I was thinking about, like, things that we need to germinate. Like, what's an example of something that needed to germinate in my life? And I thought about, like, asking you, like, what are some, like, in your art? Well, I mean, my big book is definitely germinate. It's taking a lot of time. That's true, but um, this is like germination is like pausing, having no momentum, having to like put it, put a pin in it, and then come back. I think I did that. I think I had this idea okay. like almost a year ago now, right. and I've been very, very lazily tinkering in my brain and my notes app until November or like That's October. wild. I feel like you've been working on it so far. I know, but like until October I wasn't really Right, it wasn't daily. in the high gear. Yeah, I wasn't working daily on it. I wasn't even working daily on it in October. November was really the month that I sat down and worked on it every day almost. Um November is National Novel Writing Month. And I didn't finish. I think that it's absurd to try I mean no no shade on anything does it but it's absurd to try and write a good novel in 30 days Oof, just yeah. don't think it can be done unless you were a very well-written author who has a formulaic thing or writing like crazy romances or crazy YA like R.L. Stein, you know like <laughs> and you have to be practiced already to even still do that R.L. Stein does say he writes 10 pages a day and makes himself write 10 pages a day and that's how he gets all his books done um but that's I mean, whenever I you're pushing out that many books. When you're pushing out that many books, and he said all of mine are basically the same because they're children's horror books. Like, yeah. they need to be simple. Right. Um, and, and he still does a lot in that concept, yeah. which is very interesting. Yeah, and so I think it's a lot easier. So again, I'm not saying it's impossible to write a novel in 30 days, but I think it is very ambitious. Um, and so I wasn't trying to do that, and I think that's also, like, a difference, and that's a form of German, like, full pause, the last six months, I haven't been doing anything really on the page about my book. I've just Just been doing it mentally. And, like, I'd write down a few lines that come up here and there, but I didn't write, like, character sheets or the genesis of my world or anything like that. Like, that came in November, so it's kind of resting and storing up my resources for six months. And then this past month, it's been, you said high gear, but I feel like this is, like, very medium gear of, like, I'm laying all the groundwork, but I'm not really writing yet. It's kind of like before the seed, the coitalidin leaves, like, first 
I've written 61,000 words, but those aren't actual words for the book. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying I'm impressed. Okay, well, thank you. Sorry, I'm, I'm saying, not trying to argue with you. I really am just impressed but by feel you. Like, I feel like it's like, I don't think, I feel like it's like when a seed starts to germinate and it's like it's setting roots and it's popping its cotyledons up, but it's not any true leaves. I have written no true leaves. Yeah. That okay, sense. that does make sense. That does make sense. I guess that I was just thinking of I was going really hard in the seed metaphor. Yeah. I, I guess what whenever I heard about germination and stuff, it just made me think about how, like, high stress the situation was whenever I wanted to get into a certain major at my, oh my school gosh. and then I didn't get in that first time. I remember time. that, yeah. Yeah. But you needed to winter. I did and it had to sit and percolate and I had to really think on it and see was I strong enough to try again because I was mortified. I mean it was it was a very that was one of the biggest winters of my entire life I would say. And <laughs> I feel like I've had a pretty consistent um winter i guess where i just felt like the shadow on me for most of the time so i'm just glad that i'm moving out of it and i guess moving into the season of winter after you've come out of a long winter is like the most terrifying yeah i read a whole freaking page to my therapist on this book hold on <laughs> Um, I I'm glad that I picked a book that you enjoyed, because as I was reading it, I was feeling self-conscious. You almost took it off the list. I almost did, because I was self-conscious. I wasn't sure that it was going to resonate uh, with you. I was so nervous. Uh, and I, I get posted, nervous about I posted, sharing stuff. You know that. Yeah. I always second-guess myself. Well, I posted the page on Instagram, right, and was like, definitely talking to my therapist about this, right? And I had so many people end up messaging me about how just like powerful that page was it is powerful i can't even find it but basically it's the idea that like coming out of a long winter is really painful and achy and scary and not fun and you have to confront your demons you have to take accountability say i wasn't at my best to people and i got a message about it like i got well i got so many messages about it because oh my god this is beautiful I need this, thank you, yada yada. But one word that stuck, or one line that stuck out to me and Melissa was when you're taking accountability, you are inconvenient. And how, like, just unnatural it feels to take accountability. But how the more we winter, like, the better we get at it. And I've always joked, <laughs> I've always joked, I was like, the one thing I've always been good at, because I had a lot of experience with it, is grieving. Is yeah. what I always said. And she talks about, like, how we have a responsibility to share our winters and teach other people from our winters and things like that. And I I don't know. I feel like I've always taken that to heart, like, before I read this. Like, that idea has always been important to me. And... I don't know, like, and I think that's why it was also so hard when my mom died. I remember months after going to my therapist, not my current therapist, my old therapist, uh, my child therapist, but she was like, I was like, I'm so mad, and I'm so freaked out, and I'm so frustrated, like, why am I not over this? And she was like, what? And I was like, why am I not over it? Like, bad things have happened all the time in my life. Like, winter comes every six months or less, like, like clockwork. Like, 
why is this so hard? And she was like, she didn't say this, but in the book, some winters are longer than others. Yeah. And you're still on freaking Earth. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. winter and Earth, like, I don't know. Anyway, long emotional spiel about that book, but basically, like, taking that time to germinate. Um, and I think that us being honest about our winters pours into other seedlings that are seedlings still need water even when they're that's true i don't think she said that but seedlings still need water well just to know that there's a cycle just to know that there's a cycle that this darkness is not forever because it does not feel that way as you are a seed in the ground it does not feel like there's an end to the darkness and cold of winter as you're sitting there waiting to have the spark something happen you know, you're laying in wait for it. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. Like you're and then like those false starts, I think, are also like really frustrating at times. The false spring that comes and yeah. then everything dies again. And she in the same page that I'm talking about, because I think this might have been the best page in the book, other than the wolf section. It might have been in the wolf section. But how like you start to venture out and be quick to pull back. And, and take shelter if another cold snap comes. But you don't need to not step out. Right. Test the air. It's like the groundhog. You gotta put out leaves whenever she does that metaphor about mm-hmm. the leaves growing. Yeah. I'm liking this book more and more as we talk about it. It's so good! It's so good! You. I might be changing my rating. I don't know. You talk about, like, St. Lucy and Lucia in this outline. And, like, the candle wreaths as crowns and bringing darkness into the in bringing light into the darkest hour, and I love that metaphor because, like, my favorite day of the year, <laughs> this is going to be so weird, my favorite day of the year is December 25th, which is the day my mom died. I have always loved Christmas, um, and... Can attest. <laughs> Can attest. I have always loved Christmas, and it was really hard and sad when I found out she died. I mean, obviously. But also because... <laughs> <laughs> when you have to tell everybody that you're sad that you're <laughs> Well, I was going to say, obviously you're sad, your mom died, but then the, the smaller part of me, like, especially by the next year, and like, as I'm getting later into life and I'm more comfortable with this grief, like, damn, my favorite holiday? Really? Yeah, but Really? My you favorite You had to ruin holiday? everything? Yeah, like, are you fucking kidding me? And so, you know, you get that thought, but my favorite thing, and it became this very important spiritual practice to me when my mom died and since, is going to the Christmas Eve church, or service at my church with guests to talk to me. Um, I hate those Christmas services. Oh my god. But my church does this Christmas Eve service every year, right? as most churches do, and I love the whole service, but at the end, after communion, we uh, we take communion together and take communion, and afterwards, we all get our candles with little discs around them that hold the wax and everything, and we circle around my church, we get in a big circle, and often there's too many of us to stand in one giant circle around the whole, and it's a big worship space. 
and we have to like go down the aisles to stay connected. We all stay connected light by lighting the person next to ours. And as we're doing it, we're singing O Silent Night. And so we sing O Silent Night for that it's just this act of lighting the neighbor's candle, reminding them that there's lightness, passing that lightness on, staying connected as a group. And all the lights, they turn out all the lights in the portion. Uh, so it's just like this hauntingly beautiful moment. We also don't have stained glass at my church. We have these like paper scrolls that have cutouts of shapes instead of stained glass. We have stained glass too, like the main thing you can see is these like beautiful paper lit up things in the windows and these candles everywhere and everyone's voices mingling. It feels like such a moment and it brings from silent night into that joy to the world and into that joyous moment when the light turns and that that passage reminded me so much of the christmas eve service which truly is one of the biggest parts of my spiritual like life <laughs> yeah ritual is so important it is so important. okay so we're gonna draw a couple cards we're gonna keep going after this but we're gonna draw a couple Cards, maybe uh, what we need to germinate this, or what what was what, huh? Are we going for? <laughs> so this obviously this book didn't have any characters, so sesh fuck kill was going to be pretty difficult. So we decided that we sprinkle some tarot in here to give us still a little bit of spice on the episode. I got it. You know, so we were thinking about pulling for different themes. So I'm wondering, like, what what are we waiting to germinate? This? What what's what do we need to do with that? Three of Cups, uh, Knight of Pentacles. I gotta get my money in order. <laughs> Knight of Pentacles, Knight, or the Knight of Pentacles represents the card to reassess your priorities, cultivate faith, and maintain ground. Yeah, being present and accumulating my savings. The reverse Knight of Pentacles calls for assess your priorities. Rather than focusing solely on the past experiences or the future, focus on the present. So maybe instead of thinking about all the winters that have been hard, just think about this one. Yeah, making it memorable. I've yeah. been trying to make steps about that, too. Draw the... the you should drive the all the light. Oh, yeah, the... They do that. Yeah. Right? Multiple times a day. So I could come up with it. Basically. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Like a couple cider I don't know. Because <laughs> I've never done that. I've done Tanglewood, and I've done, like, the science under light. This is, like, the most famous thing about me. Yeah, I just saw somebody posted on the group or Reddit. It's like, what's up with all the balls? It's what we're most famous for. <laughs> and I thought that's so funny. It's Because it's I don't even thing. know. It's my other biggest... Mm, there's a lot of spiritual things for me in winter. I think I like Catherine May race winter and that's why it caught me so off guard when rachel was like you're a summer bitch maggie i was like <laughs> i've always loved the heat and i thought i was a summer bitch as a kid and most of rachel and i's like good memories together are like summer memories right so i feel like it's a very nostalgic thing for her thinking about like summer oh, totally. but like i don't know as much as i hate the rain odds and cold i love winter I do, because I'm a Christmas bitch, always have been. You have. Always, always have Always been. have. Like, since you've known me. 
Yeah. Always been a Christmas bitch. I love the smells, and I love just, like, all the little spiritual moments that happen in these dark, long nights. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Um, to germinate, I need the three of <gasps> cups. Three of cups? Those are the bad bitches. I need my bad bitches? That's, yeah, it's like, um, create it. Yeah, creative it's energy. Celebration, friendship, creativity, and collabs. So you mean, like, this podcast? Yeah, basically. It also makes me think of, like, um, you remember that time we hung out with Rachel and we made collages? And yeah. we were, like, vision boarding? Like, that energy of that day, that very specific, like, very good, like, mm-hmm. balanced energy that we had of creation. Like, Which joyful. we need to do wedding. <gasps> yes, and then we can cultivate that. That'll be... That's oh, wonderful. I It's so exciting to put a little bit of that in here, though. Okay, so we were talking about darkness and the light. That's the next. What's thing your that light? I thought we. That's could why for. I grabbed the cards because yes. I was like, "What is our light? What's the light in the darkness? What's guiding us?" My light in the dark is the Queen of Cups. We're we're using the Queen or Queer Tarot deck. If anybody is interested in knowing, very inclusive it. and cool. Two cups for you. That's I know. Two cups a lot of up. emotionality and water vibes in your winter ahead. That just makes sense. It does. Inner feelings, self care, self love, and codependency. And I think literally, I was like reading my therapist like parts of wintering and then talking about Twilight, and I was talking about this card. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, my light in the darkness. Oh, oh a nine God. of swords. This one, I hate this card. I don't like the pseudo swords at all. Like this all, one hurts. Whenever this you, one's painful. Yeah, whenever you look at any of the cards of the swords, I feel like you're like, damn. Yeah, but this one is like, this one follows me in rant a lot, and so that's Oh, dang, so it's personal. Ugh. Anxiety, worry, fear, depression, and nightmares. How do you read that as a light? How it, uh, How's that going to be my light in the darkness? What's guiding me? Avoiding that? I think <laughs> overcoming it is a light. You know? I think this is saying, like, you've got to overcome it. But it's not necessarily saying that you can't overcome it. I think, you know what I think? <laughs> what do you, you think? You know what I think? Yeah, just freestyle. Think, Tell me what you think. I think that those second sleeps are going to be really important. You're gonna wake up in the middle of the night from nightmares or anxiety or because depression is fucking up your sleep schedule. Right. All of those things. And instead of having those heavy moments in the middle of the night where you just like panic for no reason, that then sets the tone for your day when you wake up again later. True. That sets the tone for your day when you wake up again later, you can have like, oh, I read a great book on this in the middle of the night. I can't say that today. See, there you go. Can't did say you that. Ha- did it happen to you today? It did, but I can't say that it was good because I was reading midnight. Well, pick some <laughs> books like Wintering to read in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, our next season is filled with stuff that I'm excited to listen to or read in the good. middle of the night. Season three is like really. You guys should read for season three. Good. I like it. I like it. I'm very so, excited. I think that basically you need to be taking Wintering to heart. Yeah. Through the season and through those moments. I mean, we had a sermon series. I'll have to ask Michael 
Oh, I don't know if he has it. But I don't even know if he has it. But we did like a whole sermon series for Advent years ago on holiday anxiety. And just like, I think, recognizing that anxiety and that it is a cycle when it comes up, like the gnawing feeling will come up, and then taking the concepts of mentoring and other books and stuff to heart and like, like, you know what? Like yesterday, I went and I like driving and I was like not having the best headspace. And so I rolled down my windows in the cold, slightly grizzliness. And until I really felt the cold, I didn't roll my windows. You know, just those things. But I also didn't do it to my detriment, leaving the windows down once I was cold. Right. I feel you. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's my reading of this <laughs> card. Yeah. Well, that's crazy because I actually I have really vivid nightmares, but it's like they don't keep me up or anything. It's like makes me feel tired whenever I wake up. I was gonna say you said you felt recharged. Yeah. If I take a pause and instead of going straight back to sleep, if I take a little beat. Yeah, just taking so, that little beat to so take that little beat and reset yourself yeah, before, before you go back, I go to, back sleep. to sleep and putting myself right back in it. Yeah, exactly. I'm so just I think, a sleepy bitch. I think that's gonna be your light in the dark. Okay, that's how I avoid. That's how I be a sleepy bitch without being a sad bitch. Yeah, and <laughs> you also wake up more recharged from that, possibly. Yeah, to try to not get oversleeping because mm-hmm. that's my biggest issue is that with so much dark, I want to sleep all day. So if you go to bed early. And you wake up in the middle of the night, allowing yourself to be awake for that time. Yeah. I thought this was interesting. I just want to read this back. She was talking about, like, two different ways that people pray. Like, earthbound or skyward. Do you do it differently for different things? Or do you, like, consistently yeah. pray one? Because I do it both I do it both ways, I think. Some days it's different. Yeah. I think it's it's very different. I think I often converse with God, like, as just another being hanging out with me and, like, with nature and things like that and earthbound. But mm-hmm. then, I'm, like, talking about basically. Yeah. Then I start talking more earthbound or, like, more skybound. And not, like, in a positive way, but in a, like, you're this, like, symbol and i'm yelling at a symbol yeah. i normally don't pray to a god in the sky i normally yell at a god in the sky and i yeah. pray not to even like i pray to my spices and i pray to my garden beds and things but i also like pray to just another being in the energy of the universe which i consider to be god okay. the same way most people probably pray to a skyward god. A skyward god is just anger. I think I'm yelling. <laughs> that got deep. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for me it's like whenever I whenever I pray earthbound, like she was saying, it's like more I'm talking to specific symbols or archetypes. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I'm talking skybound, I'm thinking of the container of the archetype. Does that make sense? Ah see my container of the archetypes is still to me an earthbound prayer. Yeah. Um and then it's that when I get hit that gone. parental wound, when I hit the parental wound, is when I'm yelling at this guy. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think of it as like an overarching, uh, encompassing being, spirit, yeah. essence versus like 
a specific like symbol or archetype anything that i, I could imagine i think i like kind of dive into it in my book like i'm writing like i think that the sky the earth our bodies the air all of it is made up of god like made up of of whatever god being is talking about and that's why it feels like like the energy that's true because like or like it feels like everything is its own individual atoms right they're yeah. like hitting each other it's like the glue holding the atoms together yeah it's the uniting force mm-hmm. of spirit but to me it feels very present it feels like enmeshed with everything because it is the connector i see it but i connector, get what you're saying container i feel like everything there's like duality in all <laughs> Um, life is a pyramid. It is. What do you most look forward to, both in just general rituals and (coughs) both in general rituals and like what you think about for this coming? Yeah, so I'm trying to put on like she was talking about in wintering. Catherine May was saying that creating ritual and integrating that in is such a vital part of it. And I never really have a consistent schedule or ritual of things that I would do to keep my life grounded because I'm not affiliated with like a church or anything. So like yeah. it's very unstructured, my spirituality. And so is my um my life usually is very unstructured in general. It's very um but I've always kept a ritual of coming over here with you pretty consistent. So yeah. I feel like that's one thing that I can constantly do that I've never had before. And I'm trying to Ooh. build it up with, like, being able to see Rachel more and connect on that intimate level, but also be around people in general, which kind of feels good occasionally, as long as it's not too close. And um, I liked that feeling of being, like, in a place doing a game where you're surrounded by other people also playing the game. I enjoyed that community feel, yeah. you know? Um and I think uh, trying to make art nights as well for oh. processing my feelings. Yeah. I love to process through art. It's so powerful. And I don't integrate art as much as I do. Well, I don't know about that. But you do. Well, yeah. I mean, I just make art. Yeah, so. you do. You do. I and I, I love that about you. I think that's something that I could emulate a lot more. Oh. And I think it would help me in process. I love you. Art, art, art. I love you. Yeah. And I think that we are going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do a Yule Christmas situation, I'm sure, right? Sure. Yeah. We can cobble together something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll be fun. Gotta make the seal. The seal, yeah. Old seal. I was writing down my apple cider recipe his journal and oh my gosh so good last year that was our first Christmas party the seal smells really good but I think I'll probably make it scratch oh really it was really yummy last year like really yummy but it was all like we bought juices this is gonna be much better 
And you'll actually... Oh. Oh. I was making bad choices then. Well... I think I was still... Mm-mm. Meh. Well, what about snow? Like Wait, snow? did you hear me? Oh. Um, Help well, me! Um... <laughs> Give me advice! Damn well, it! <laughs> I made bread from scratch the other night, and I the last night, and I think I'm going to do that more. But I also want to bake, like, cinnamon rolls and scratch. I don't... I did the bread fine. Give me something harder. Ha, um, you did. The bread was good. Is it decent? Is it's it okay? very good. Okay. Um, I'm just trying not to chew on the podcast. Oh, fair. <laughs> fair. Um, and it tastes, like, really good with some, like, oil. A little bit of oil with garlic. It's because it's just sandwich bread. And yeah. so eating it plain is kind of like just sandwich bread. Um, but it was the kind that you can make in a loaf pan. I don't have, like, a Dutch oven. Right. And That's what so, gets complicated. Yeah. Whenever you need equipment and stuff, and you don't have space for that. Well, I'm going to get, I'm hoping I get a Dutch oven. I can't believe your mom didn't leave you a Dutch oven. I have a Dutch oven. Yeah. She had all kinds of random shit. I don't know. She didn't cook. Well, she had all kinds of platters and stuff. She had two ice cream scoopers and platters for charcuterie. That is not the same as making bread from scratch. Or no, that's true. anything from scratch. That's true, that's true. That's or anything true. you'd need a Dutch oven for. My mom was a meat and instant potatoes kind of person. Right. If she fit. That too. The real thing. No, you can cut. It's fine. Cut. <laughs> we, uh, we did this. I keep thinking about this, and I'm like, wow, I was unhinged. We did, like, a write down, like, ten truths about yourself and, like, five lies or something in our, uh, one of our freshman classes about, like, the world and humanity or something. I don't remember. It was in my grouping classes, which was, like, residential college classes. I was in, like, a fancy mini school within my school. Not honors. I wasn't smarter. A weird arts tower. And so we did this, like, thing where we had to write down these things about ourselves and then, like, share them with class and class. I had to, like, figure out which ones were true and not true. And I went full, and, and I think we, like, all mixed them up or something, too. So, oh like, you didn't even know who. And, like, at first, but then, like, we said who were or whatever. I don't I don't remember exactly the details. But I was completely unhinged. I was, like, was homeless was starved, was, and people were like, and I was like, ding, ding. <laughs> I don't know, I, I feel like when you meet me, you don't like, no. you don't assume the things that I've been through are true. <laughs> I you mean, wouldn't I assume, you assume it about it. anybody. Yeah, but I feel like there are at least some people like, you might have a question mark about their origin. Ding, ding, ding. You know, there there are people out there that, like... Ding, ding, ding. Their trauma reads on their face. Yeah. I don't... I don't think my trauma reads on my face. It's as soon as I open my mouth or my journal that you know. But yeah, I think rituals for me, like keeping your hands busy, is so important. So I'm excited to bake bread and other things. I think finding the little joys, like going and looking at the balls of light, like having a Christmas tree, having tea every night, especially under the Christmas tree, 
listening to Christmas music. Not necessarily like cheesy poppy Christmas music, but like find whatever style makes you feel best. You know what my birthday is? I got forty seven Country. Oh. Christmas. Not even classic country Christmas. Country. Yeah. You can find like classical music that's got like a holiday tinge to it. Or like I'm Yule fine songs. singing just regular or like Christmas Yule, carols. Yule themed music. Like I'm sure there's a Yule podcast Spotify yeah. or not podcast Spotify playlist. I'm sure there's a Yule Spotify playlist. Eh, I'd probably jam more regular yeah. music. But that's because I'm just like yeah. Yeah. But like finding those little like moments, the getting up early and baking, having coffee every night that makes you like being mindful of it instead of just like letting it go by yeah. i think so often like we self-care so monotonously and just added this chore to our day and winter allows us that time and space to slow down and not make it a chore and mm-hmm. make it an event and an activity and something to look forward to. that's true because otherwise it's just another thing that drags your day down it's not actually self right does it make you feel better? Does it really? So, like, really being intentional with these things. Baking apple cider, you know. But yeah, baking is really fun. It's a great winter activity. I think, like, baking certain things, too. Like, making a Yule log. I tried that last year, and hopefully it'll be better this year. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll make one it from was scratch. Good. Yeah, but it shitting out marshmallows. Yeah. But... Making seasonal dishes, I think, is really fun. That's a great thing. Cooking. Yeah. Cooking. 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 Um, and Talking just finding about trying to learn how to crochet. Yes, I'm going to crochet. Yeah. I'm getting into wood carving right now. But the hard part is, is it's getting colder outside. Where do I do it? Yeah. The shed has a burnt out bulb that flickers. And it gives lot of stress there and I've cut myself trying to use that as a light. I could sit in there with a little flashlight but that seems a little depressing. Probably not going to add to my yeah. Wish I could put a heater out there and make it <laughs> make it a vibe. Yeah, but maybe you can get really really intentional True. I haven't done any kind of wood paper other yeah. than some serious praying. Maybe get time I need to do another protection spell because someone bit my cuff again. Again. Since I texted you last. Why? Oh, why? Why? Uh, why? I don't get it. Leave me alone. Anyway. Have you done a banishment? I I need to do a banishment spell. Yes. Need to do That's that. annoying to have to do, but. I need to do that because my protection spell has been working great. It's been protecting me against the endo world. And I haven't had any endo drama since I did it. Wow! Great. Great. But I need a banishment spell now for other dramas. You do? You know what? I feel like I'm going to raise my rating of this book to a 4 out of 5. Yes! I enjoyed our conversation a lot. I'm feeling very prepared for the winter ahead. I just want th- wish they went a little bit deeper on certain concepts, a little bit more into the symbolism of each of the animals, maybe. The oh, science. Yeah, 
a little bit more digressions on the science would have been fun for me. I think that it was just a little, it wasn't as meaty as I wanted it to be. Yeah, would have preferred a little meatier of a text, but it really showed me a lot. It made me think a lot. It made me contemplate a lot. You made um, a lot of great points. So we I mean, like, I already knew you liked it. Yeah. But I'm glad it's really adding value to life. It is. It is. I integrated. Yes. We love I an integration. I was going to say, I rated this a 4.5. It's in my personal library. I dearly read it now. It's, like, 5 out of 5. But I think, like, trying to be a little more objective, it's, like, a 4 or 4.5. But I love it. I think this is one of the best books we've read for the pod. To keep going in this vein. Yes. This kind of metaphysical, spiritual vein. (laughs) But I feel like I've said that for several books recently, so if you don't believe me that this is my favorite book I've read for the pod, listen to one of our episodes about, like, Bob and Sonia or something, and be like, oh, Maggie does hate some of my favorite books. Okay. Yeah! Um, I do! I do hate some of the things we read, but I think we've picked some really good books this week. I do, too, because this is the first one in a long time that I haven't read. That I haven't liked. Yeah. Recently. That yeah. I know of. Bob and Zonia is the like most recent worst episode I can think of. And that, that was, was like I think going Midnight into, Sun was awful for you. Midnight Sun was awful mostly because it was juxtaposed with all this stuff about romances that I'm going through that kinda of ties into wintering and feeling lonely. And then also like I don't even I mean, it's also Midnight Sun. It's also Midnight Sun. Oh, and because it was butted up against um, Under the Whispering Door, which Ooh. I think that we're going to put into season three. Yeah, I think, I think we we're bumping I think we one should. for this one because it was such a fun, good read. And I, the, the I, other book will be there. It'll be there. It's there's a stuff on TikTok about it, so I feel like we could maybe get some book talk people. We yeah. love your book talk. Like, we love you. Yeah. You guys. There's such funny content. Such fun content that I send you all the time on TikTok. And then I read it once a month. You do, and that's like a ritual for me is the day that you send all the <laughs> The day messages. I start responding to your TikTok messages. I'm ah! sorry. Well, ah! I'm just unhinged sending them anyway, and I'm like, this is going to be like a backlog of awesomeness. I mean, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I loved this book. I think we should, on that note, do a little reflection, drawing, everything. That sounds great. Ah, I got another cups. What the hell? I got a seven of cups. Your emotional body is. I am. I. I was. I've. Listen, guys. Listen. I wasn't even like emotional in therapy, but I had a breakthrough therapy session last yesterday. Oh, last wow. yesterday. Last yesterday. Um, and it was a combination, I think, of. Reading all about love, wintering, and twilight. And a baby was born. Uh, that and, like, my cards calling me out lately and just everything. All these cups, feeling, wow. Everything feeling like I'm being called out and, yeah. So, gotta get my shit in order. Um, and then Juliet Diaz is like, witch, bitch, get your shit in order. And I'm like, woof. So I have some opportunities, choices, wishful thinking, and illusions. Yeah. 
four of cups reversed. I've got options. I've got options on two sides, but I'm too lethargic to choose. Okay, I need to reflect on making choices, weighing options, not making moves. A checking in for alignment right there. Yeah. Retreating and withdrawing are the other two. So yeah, <gasps> retreating into Pulling yourself. a retreat for a retreat pull. We just pulled for retreat, and I got the retreating card. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, we did reflect. That's basically the same oh. thing as retreat. Oops. No, but it goes, it ties into the, like, concepts of, like, hibernation. Like, retreating into your little, you remember those little, the, the dormouse or something? Right. Um, they, like, retreat into themselves and, like, then, like, bump up into this little circle thing, and they have this, like, encased mossy home. Like, you need to go into your encased mossiness. True. Oh, creating right. that cozy atmosphere for yourself with the perfect humidity and the temperature hu and everything. Huge. Yeah. I love the concept of huge. Um, huge is a good concept of comfiness and coziness because I feel like even before it was apparently an internet craze, I have always prided myself on having a very comfy, welcoming, warm home. And not just in temperature. I know I keep you do but keep it just warm like it being cozy. For sure, it's, I it is. want the grandma life. I want everyone to walk into my home and be like, "I'm comfy. I'm cozy." Is that how you prepare for your winters? Getting cozy? Yeah, everything has to be cozy all the time. Very and I have to have it easily accessible. I also think DBT has been helpful in like the idea of like the ABCs. So if you look up the ABCs, DBT complex, accumulating positives, building mastery, and then something else look it up um but yeah i think that's another another prepare, way to prepare for winter just having those true all right well what are we reading next week i'm just so excited because the next thing that we're coming out with is going to be murder on sex island by oh. joe firestone to kick off season three it's such a good book. It's, it's short. It's nice and it's like gonna be a quick read, I think. Yeah, and it's our first comedy book that we're doing. And there's also a free Spotify podcast where she reads her own audiobook. The author reads it. It's so funny. There's instrumentals that they did uniquely for this. It's very, very cute. It's very, very funny. I laughed. It was a great thing to listen to on my commute. I highly recommend you guys. And Check did they it do it on Mean Book Club? They did. They did do an episode and on Mean Book Club. We love Mean Book Club in this house. They actually beat Savannah's number one on podcasts last year. Not us. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, we did an episode with them. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. It's on their Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. That was a really fun episode. They they interviewed the author, but I think that our episode was funnier and i think that this is probably a, gonna be a great like ploy for you or like not ploy foil for you and having just read all these romance books and it being hard i think this will be a good one i think so i think, I think it'll so good. it'll be a good so. buffer because it's just a lot of fun yeah it's just a lot of fun especially if you do the audiobook it's just so funny her voice is just so hilarious i think she's very funny yeah can't wait can't wait let us know if you enjoyed this episode and find us on Instagram at bait.anti.bookish. Find me on Instagram at maggie.writes. 
and join us next season, season three, for Murder on Sex Island. Also, we're going to be doing Midnight Sun and dropping that episode. We already did it. Um, but we're going to be dropping <laughs> that episode after this as a bonus episode as well. Woo! So. 